Welcome back. Now for Planet Korea this week, we're looking at Korean food tastes. They are becoming more curious, more international, and more geared towards the global. We wanted to find out what kind of foods are being pitched to the Korean market. So we headed over to a large food trade show that's taking place over in Coex. It's still going on through the end of the day, so you can catch it yourself. It's called Food Week Korea. The whole team headed over, our producer Linda John, our writer Jennifer Chang, and our associate producer Jamie Lee. All those people that I name at the end of the show. We had a good time. Have a listen. Okay, team, we're at the entrance of the Asian Food Week exhibition here at COEX. Tables and booths from all around the region, really. This is mainly sort of an Asian focus. We're going to see what we can find. I mean, this is a little bit of a commercial and an industrial show, but I have the feeling that there's going to be some little interesting nuggets. This is the kind of thing that international food vendors are pitching to Koreans. So we're going to hear kind of the, the pitch. Why is this uh, food good for you? Why does it taste good? And the kind of stuff that bulk buyers of food from around the world are hearing in order to sell it back to Korean consumers. So Jahyung, I'm hoping that uh, you and the team will try some new and exotic things. Are you much of an exotic food fan? Um, not really. I don't really go for like adventures in food, I would say. So apart from American and European, in Asia, what's your favorite non-Korean food? I would say like Mexican or Thai food. Mexico being in North America, but uh, so Sorry. Thai food as your Asian favorite. Thai food. Thai food would be it then. Sorry about that. <laughs> Let's take a walk. <laughs> All right, Jennifer, come here. Explain to me, Jennifer, our, our team member, Explain to me why you will not eat this one single delicious cricket. I just can't get over the the idea of what the texture would feel like and knowing its original form. But I have it. it What if I told you with all of my credibility that this piece of cricket, that this entire cricket is delicious, it tastes like soy sauce, and you won't regret trying it? Uh, I don't know if I could do it. Try it. No. It's got. It's like jumping off a diving board. Just try it. No. Hello. I'm Gyeonggi-do, Yangju-에서 살고 있는 윤태진이라고 합니다. 기둥을 해가지고 이제 28살에 이제 귀뚜라미 사업을 하고 있고요. 이렇게 농사를 짓고 있습니다. 일단은 이제 식용 귀뚜라미 자체가 So every year. He uh, sees the interest growing towards insect food, like edible insects. And now, like, people that are sick or looking for, like, natural protein are actually coming here to just get these edible, like, insects. So he sees, like, um, like compared to last year or the year before, like, this year, so many people are actually, like, showing interest in these kind of insects. If somebody comes here and they're really afraid, what do you say to them to convince them to try the insects for the first time. 일단은 저희 나라가 어 옛날부터 메뚜기는 먹었어요. 
이제 메뚜기랑 비슷한 과 이게 메뚜 메뚜기 과목이고. So like in the past, Korean people used to eat grasshoppers, right? So that's very common thing. So what he does is he tells them that it tastes similar to as grasshopper. So he kind of makes that familiar with the other the strangers, and then he uh, seduces them with the powder first. Is this the food of the future? 저는 지금부터 먹어야 될 거라 생각해요. 현재부터 이거는 지금 지방을 못 드시고 이제 병이 있으신 분들은 이제 찾으셔야 되는 음식이니까요. 간 수치도 내려주고 이제 암 환자한테도 좋고. 네. He thinks that edible like crickets are not like future food, but it should be in from now on because of its high like nutritious value. And then um, people with like cancers or like um, diabetes can also like benefit from eating the edible insects as well. So he thinks that we should start eating this from now, not like from the future. Much easier to raise crickets than to raise hanu or teji, right? 아니 이제 거의 비슷해요. 힘든 건 똑같아요. 소나 돼지처럼 뭐 하루 안 본다고 이게 하루라도 안 보면은 얘네가 죽어요. 매일 가서 봐주고 이제 시설도 봐주고 온도 습도를 확인해 줘야 돼요. 먹이도 주고. Actually, compared to pigs and like cows, it's actually harder to raise them because they need to check them on a daily basis, and then the humidity and the climate has to be right for them. And then if that doesn't meet, then they die like autumn, like right away. So it's actually harder to raise it. Thank you very much. 감사합니다. My name is Philip Dangwarten. I'm from Ghana. I'm the CEO of the cocoa production company. I produce chocolate, cocoa confectionaries, and all sort of chocolates that from Ghana. We get the, the we have the 20, uh, 48% pure cocoa in production. All this. Chocolate, like the cocoa powder, the spread, and the cocoa chocolate. We have a good friend and radio host over at our station who is from Ghana, so we feel a soft spot for Ghana. That is some some uh, some archer. She's supposed to come here today. I know. Everybody mentioned about some some yeah yeah. We work together with him. You know, I'm from the embassy as a commercial assistant in the Ghana embassy, so I normally host all exhibitions for them. So we work hand in hand in all activities. So I just basically travel in Sam's wake. It's like the shark swims and the little fish swim right behind him. So he's supposed to come over here and help you out and uh, kind of make an, a Ghana appearance? Exactly. Because we have some of the musicians coming over from Ghana. One of the tough musicians, uh, Ochame, so she's coming over. And uh, because of that, uh, she has been busy organizing it. That's all of a song. So definitely I will contact him and maybe we expect him before we close the program. So if we were to go to a typical food week event around the world, Ghana's representation would be chiefly in chocolate, is that right? Exactly. We show most of our product in chocolate because that is a major product in Ghana. So it's the chocolate we produce and we show all over the world. So suppose you were here standing right across from a, a chocolate rep from, say, Ecuador or Venezuela or something like that. What would be the, the advantage of Ghana chocolate? What would you, if you were having a chocolate duel, what would you say is better about Ghana chocolate? We are the best, well known. No argument about that. When I go to fair and we talk about chocolate, I'm number one.
<laughs> so for that, they can never, no country, we are number one. You know, I just completed a, 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 a canton fair from China. I came back yesterday. All my chocolate got finished. You know, ladies like too much chocolate. They love chocolate. Wherever I go in the world, everybody will call me, Philip, Philip, can I take chocolate? I say, yeah, that's the taste of women. You know? What are these beautiful garments, these uh, shirts called? We call this type of shirts Angelina. Angelina? Yeah. That has been a common name for African. So it's like all African words. Most Africans like this type of dressing. When you wear it portrays that you are from Africa. So they name it after a, a, an African woman called Angelina. So that is the design. They're absolutely gorgeous. They're colorful. They, they remind me a little bit of Indonesian batik. You know, they're so complex in their color scheme and their design. Absolutely gorgeous. And many countries besides Ghana call it Angelina as well? Yeah, all over. Oh. All over. The name has been a general name in all over the world. So if you go to the market, you want to say you want to buy, you just mention Angelina and they know that this is the type. You know, we have other fabric like this one, which can be sold like this. But when you saw this one, definitely it doesn't reflect to the Angelina. But when the moment you have this design, everybody knows that you are putting on Angelina design. Yeah. One thing we went to earlier this year, we noticed that a lot of Korean sort of cafe owners and chocolate shop owners are getting into making their own chocolate. They want to import not the, necessarily the chocolate from Ghana, but the cocoa beans and the pre-chocolate products. Have you noticed that? Yeah, normally you cannot buy the cocoa beans directly from Ghana. We have a company in London which deals directly. So we only produce the finished products. So, you know, it's being controlled. If it is not being controlled, it will, the market will be flowing. So it is being controlled. No country can uh, import the beans. It is the uh, uh, final product that you can import, which is accepted, which goes to Britain. You know, during the British time, they were able to capture that business. And that rule is still reigning. So cocoa beans, you cannot export, except the government. It is being controlled. China has been trying it. They couldn't penetrate. Yeah, and when I do the fair, they will tell me, can you bring the beans? I say, no, I don't want to go to jail. Yeah, I want to take care of my family. Don't mess with the cocoa beans. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Elementary pala napapansin nila Mga gawi kong parang hindi pambabae kasi Bis na Chinese garter, laroan ko ay Texas Cholens Tapos ko jamming ko lagi noon mga singang lalaki sa amin Hi, my name is Rosel Florendo. I'm from Marduk Global Export. We manufacture and export fruit preserves, shrimp paste, frozen vegetables and fruits. We're here now in um, ASEAN Korean Center for the ASEAN Trade Fair, um, export, uh, displaying our products and sampling our products here. So stuff like this, you would see this on just about every grocery store in the Philippines, but to us, it seems quite exotic. That's why we're sampling our ube, our purple yam, and sweet potato here, just to see the feedback of our local, um, so local Korean people here. So that's my first vocabulary word of the day. Ube means purple yam. In Philippines. 
from the Philippines. That's Tagalog language? Yes, sir. Ube, and then besides making spread out of ube, what do, we, what do you do with ube? Just boil it? And Actually, ube is a root crop, so you could use this for as cake for cake fillers, ice cream, for spreads, like that, candies, cookies. Have you had ube ice cream? Of course. It tastes very good. You know that Koreans get awfully creative with sweet potatoes. They put it in the crust of the pizza. Really? Yes. Wow. In pizza. <laughs> in pizza. They do, you didn't know that? <laughs> no. That's, that's very famous in Korea. They have uh, sweet potatoes in a lot of forms, but one I of the know. ways, if you go to the pizza chains, you can get sweet potatoes on the pizza or in the crust. Yeah, that's as a filling. filling. Wow. Yeah. Can I try ube yes, spread? Yes, please. I'd put, what would I put this on my toast? Yes, on a cracker or toast. It's, or like a topping for your bingsu. As a bingsu topping. Yeah. That's how you would pitch it to the Koreans. Yes, exactly. The ube is extremely sweet. Is it a lot of sugar or is it naturally sweet? It, it has sugar. It's, it's this form of preservation. Mm, can I try the sweet potatoes? Sure, sir. Yeah, that's really nice, actually. I could picture taking a sweet potato that you buy anywhere in Korea, uh, boiling it, add some sugar, and you could have this. Uh, but the ube is very distinct. Purple, bright purple, very sweet. And I could think that would look very decorative. If you could add some kind of um, confectioner's cream, you could make a beautiful frosting with it. Oh, yes, you can. Are the Koreans uh, liking your stuff? You've got the sweet potatoes, you've got coconut gel like a kind of an alternate to corn syrup you could use it as a syrup right actually no this is cocoa gel so this can be used as a snack for the kids it's very fibrous and very healthy at the same time it's uh, easy to eat for um, children and for for some you know anybody it's like concentrated coconut in in a a distilled form right yes sir i wish i'd had that when i was a kid that would have been yeah and shrimp paste is very good, well eaten, um, it, with vegetables or some pork, um, some stews also. Actually, here in the in Korea, I think you have some steamed pork and you dip it in the. It's like samjang kind of stuff, or oh no, chotgal, seyu chot. She's talking about seyu chot, right? The, like the min, mini shrimp. She's talking about busam and seyu chot. Yeah. Dal shrimp. That, exactly, that's what it is. That's what we have. That's what's similar to the Korean dish. But you guys drop it into the hot oil, get it going, and then you make yes, something. This, so this is sautéed in garlic and um, different and different spices. Yes. It's very. Like, it's like almost like maroonish. Mauve. Yeah. Oh wow, it's a beautiful pink. Yeah. This is called bagung alamang. Yes, this is all shrimp, and this is fermented fermented shrimp, salted, and then you could use this um, cook it the way they want to, or we have it prepared as a table uh, seasoning. Aha. Uh-huh. Do, do Filipinos in their cuisine do a lot of fermentation? Um, for this one, yes. For bagoong, this is a favorite Filipino um, staple condiment. They add on to their um, dishes or their vegetables. Mm. I'm sure they miss this. <laughs> so a Filipino would be very happy to get a jar of bagong alamang. Yes, exactly. They, I'm sure they're going to miss this. <laughs> One of the first things they always, they're familiar with or they miss is bagong. buying the bagong. Because in, Phil- in the Philippines, it's a um, yeah, you just add that with rice. If you don't have any other, for example, meat or fish available, you just put that over rice and you're all set. You got a meal right there.
that sounds like what a Vietnamese person would say about nuoc mam, sort of the fermented fish sauce, exactly. or or a Thai would say about um, what what do they call it? They call it uh, nam pla. Yeah, yeah. They put it over rice. If they don't have anything else, that's just enough. Yeah. I meal it itself. Ube. I'm gonna re- record this for posterity. Ube and bang bagong. Those are my bagong. Bagong. That's my two words for the day to okay. obtain and oh. add to my kitchen. Thank you. Hello, my name is Chao Sulai and we came here to represent the organic and the natural product of Myanmar. The edible uh, coconut oil is ravaging coconut oil and uh, skin he- healthy, bro- healthy and beauty skin products, uh, nice serum. So you use it to fry things, to cook within in the kitchen or what do you do with, uh, how, how, what do you make with coconut oil? Instead of cooking and frying with this coconut oil, I advise you to drink every one tablespoon every day and it will help you to lose weight and, you know, it will help you to regulate your body functions. You just take it straight in a spoon? Yes, of course. And should you, should you swallow it quickly or should you swallow it slowly? Uh, you should, <laughs> it depends on you. If, if, if it is difficult for you to swallow and you can add on with coffee. You can add with coffee. I know some people who do that. They put coconut oil in their coffee because of all the good things that coconut oil has. And it's almost instead of eating breakfast because it has some calories that they can take along and they don't have to eat a heavy breakfast. What's the benefit of the stuff that you put on your face? Why would I want to put coconut oil on my face? And because it will help you to lighten your scars and it, it has antibacterial and antifungus properties. It will help with your eggs and pimples. We're looking at the premium coconut oil and you said it's what? Gravity? Gravity separation, sir. So what does that mean? It's uh, the naturally separated from the coconut using yes. gravity. Yes, indeed. Um, because you, you, you make the coconut milk first and then from that coconut milk, you control the temperature, you control the humidity, you control the air, and then uh, at the uh, strict condition, the uh, oil separates from protein and the water by itself, by the gravity. It's a limited addition. So what's the strongest like effect that I can get after using this oil with my skin? Smooth skin, uh, remove the dust cycle. So uh, helpful for anti-aging. So how should I use it? Is it like a nighttime thing or? It's a nice You apply it. Yeah, you apply it uh, in at night after you wash your face, and uh, also you can use it under your makeup. You can also use for hair conditioner, uh, and also makeup remover and mascara remover. Oh really? Remover? We only produce one one thousand bottles per day, not more than that, because uh, it takes seven days to get one bottle, and it's handmade. So it's like Myanmar, the like famous, the most famous place for coconut oil. Um, no, because we don't have a lot of plantation, but all our coconut plantations are free range. They are just there by nature. Nobody plant them actually. You know, they're not like commercial plantation like in Philippines or Indonesia. You know, it's very free range. Uh, they grow along the coastal line. You know, naturally. So it's free range, just like egg. You know, 
uh, you have like a lot of egg, right? But free range egg is most expensive, you know. And it's also organic certified by America, uh, America, EU, and Japan. And it's also FDA approved. Are you sold on free range coconut oil? I think I am. Can I get one of this? All right, well, that was a nice walk. Uh, let's see. We went to the crickets. Yes, I was too scared to try them. I'm, maybe I'll give, give them a try next time, if there is a next time. But I did try You know, trying out. crickets is a key part of a YOLO lifestyle, and I think That's that... That's what they say, but I guess I'm too old for that. <laughs> oh, and we also tried the ube, the sweet potatoes, the purple sweet potatoes. Where did you try ube? The Filipino oh, section. Really? Where was I? You were off roaming like some kind of alley cat in uh, some other curious... Because I was going to get samples. They give so many free samples here. Yeah. So people that want to come here should not miss that because all of the like venues, they give out free samples. So make sure to check that out as well. So kind of the ajama came out in you and you wanted to get a taste of everything you could. And on that note, we can exit the Asian Food Week. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.